Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Interesting time at a public works meeting last week at Hamilton City Hall. Uh, Hamilton politicians, those on the committee anyway, saw an unsolicited pitch for eradicating the city's plastic waste and uh, transforming it into green energy by using what they call steam reformation processor. Uh, now, they, they, it brought back memories, and not very good ones for an awful lot of people that know the history of the, the Blue Box campaign and recycling here in this city, because it has not gone well, even from the first contract that was awarded many, many years ago. Uh, that contractor actually walked out near the end of the contract and left the city, well, holding the recyclables, I guess. And uh, it's gone on and on. There's always been some controversy surrounding this. But there's been a move towards energy from waste projects, and not just here, but in many other communities over the last little while. So I guess on the surface, this sounds like sort of a good idea, but not everybody was jumping on board with this one. Uh, There was some skepticism that was, uh, I think, surrounding some of the discussions that were going on there. Uh, One of those that uh, had a rather skeptical eye towards this is uh, the counselor for Ward 8, uh, John Paul Danko, who joins us on the Bill Kelly Show to talk about this. John Paul, thanks for the time. Good to have you with us today. Good morning, Bill. Thanks for having me on. Did you guys even know this was coming on, this uh, this approach, this company that was going to come in and make their pitch, basically? I found out about it the morning of that meeting. Ah. Um, as I'm the vice chair of both Public Works and the Waste Advisory Committee. Um, so as part of that, I am privy to an agenda review prior yeah. to these meetings. And uh, it wasn't in our agenda review. And I would, just because I'm on the Waste Advisory Committee, I had staff from uh, from that committee um, a meeting set up a meeting that morning to give me a brief of what was coming at the meeting, which was you know, 20 minutes away. So that's what, that's what I found out. There's a little inside baseball information there for those that don't know. Uh, the, the, as you mentioned, a gender review happens usually a few days before the actual uh, committee meeting. And, and you and the chairman of that committee sit with staff and say, what are you guys going to talk about? What are the presentations going to be like? So you've got some knowledges of what's going on uh, for the members, because uh, you, in fact, could be chairing part of that meeting, or, or, et cetera. So it's, it's good to have, and it, it's, it's an educational thing. But usually there are no surprises, because you figure, okay, that's what we're going to talk about today. I can prepare for that. And this kind of, from what I'm understanding, came out of left field. Yeah, and, and that's exactly it. You want to be prepared going into a meeting so that if there is something um, as major as a complete shift in your entire waste management strategy, um, that you're prepared for it and you have some time to go back and ask staff questions offline before you're in all of a sudden in a public committee meeting and you're forced to, you know, formulate an argument and ask staff on the floor, you know, in public live, which is uh, a bit of a frustration for me. All right, let's let's talk a little bit about what you saw that day and, and, and why you were so skeptical about this. And you, there was only a couple of you that actually raised some serious questions about this. Everybody else seemed to be following the parade. Yeah, and I was actually really surprised about that because there's there's two parts to the motion that brought forward by Councillor Jackson. And, you know, Councillor Jackson is always a, a helpful guy, right? He wants to help out. He had a constituent come to him, and he's going to do his best to do his job, which is to, you know, advance the interest of his constituents. That's, you know, so no fault on him at all. Um, but I guess that day when, when the presentation came forward, there's, there's two parts to the motion. And the first part is that we um, change our RFP for our materials recycling facility from a five-year contract to a two-year plus one contract. So there's a kind of a fundamental change there to a multi-million dollar contract. And then the second part of the motion was to start looking at um, an RFI for some of these waste-to-energy uh, schemes that are out there. So there's two very separate um, concerns in that motion for me that uh, 
you know, came to the floor and then went through a debate. And, and to be honest, I was really surprised that uh, um, it went through Public Works as, as easily as it did. I, I did not see that uh, coming. Was there any discussion at all about process? I mean, you know, anybody who wants to do something like what this, this company did uh, has to go through channels. In other words, they have to make an application. Staff will, will do an evaluation on this and, and put them on the docket at some point. Uh, there's very few opportunities. I, I can't remember the nine years I was on council that we had walk-ons like this. I mean, once in a while, a councillor may walk on a, a particular motion, but you don't usually see proposals of this magnitude coming forward without any notice. No, that's right. And I've, I've talked to staff uh, this morning, and I'll be continuing to talk to our public work staff to you know, try to get a sense of you know, if there is something as fundamentally different as a complete change in our entire waste management strategy, that uh, you know, there's, there's a bigger process that has to go on before, before this comes to a public uh, meeting. And I think that was one of the biggest problems I had. Because I'm sitting there and I'm trying to formulate my argument thinking, oh my goodness, is this going to pass? No, it couldn't possibly. And then it does. Um, and then what's the next step? So the, the process question there is, is troubling for sure. Was there any discussion at all? I, I mean, any explanation as, as to why there seemed to be a sense of urgency that it had to be dealt with that day? Well, the sense of urgency is that our recycling contract for to operate and maintain our materials recycling facility, that goes out, it's imminent. Um, That's a year away, out. though, isn't it? The issue of the contract, it will be this week. Okay. So that, that was the sense of urgency, is because this particular um, proponent um, had a different idea for how we might treat our recyclables. <clears throat> so they wanted to... Uh, <coughs> They wanted to have a chance to be involved in the in the in the bid for the materials recycling facility contract. Well, so so in other words, and and the way they wanted to approach that was simply to say, well, let us get in there and, and make our pitch to the committee, as opposed to saying, why can't you delay this for a couple of days to give us an opportunity to go through a process? It just seemed as if somebody, I I, I don't want to sound overly you know diabolical here that that there was some untoward you know, concern here, but it, it sounds like somebody did an end run around process. Well, I wouldn't say that. I mean, I think they're just trying to get into the game, and this was an avenue that they had to for their pitch to be considered. Um, but at the same time, it, it, there's a significant change there to what the contract was going to be versus a five-year contract uh, versus a two-plus-one-year contract. And when you're talking about uh, a multi-million-dollar job, I mean that that has. Tax, you know that has financial implications for taxpayers because it'll change the fundamental structure of that contract. And like I said as well, it, this is a complete different direction for our entire waste management strategy. And it's not something that we should take lightly or just um, jump on board with just because there's one pitch to a, a public works meeting. Like this is a, a much bigger um, question that we need to ask as a city. And it it's more than just a you know five minute presentation at Public Works. On a philosophical level, what, what are your thoughts about energy from waste? Well, the physics and the, the chemistry just don't work. I mean, this, I, and I, I get the, the allure of it. I mean, this, we're talking about like the Mr. Fusion and back to, back to the Future, right? The powers of DeLorean. You put garbage in and you get energy out. Everybody, that's everybody's dream for waste management. But the problem is um, what you put in one side as the waste um, in plastics or hydrocarbon um, materials, you get the same chemical elements out the other end. And that's the problem. 
it doesn't matter how you end up converting in the middle. You're not getting um, elemental hydrogen or elemental carbon or chlorine or uh, potassium nitrogen out. You're getting this mix, this soup of what are really dangerous hydrocarbons um, in the syngas form. So for me, it's not a road that I am interested in going down. I think the province has gone to um, what they call the Waste-Free um, Ontario Act, which is scheduled to um, to come on board in, uh, I think, about five years with our, our strategy for Waste-Free Ontario. And the goal there, and this is the first R of the three R's for reduce, reuse, and recycle. This is reducing waste at the source. And that's where we need to focus our energy. Are you um, concerned that energy from waste programs then actually uh, are, are, are detrimental towards uh, recycling programs? I mean, the other element to this, and because I, I was, I've, I've seen this not with this proposal, but with other energy from waste proposals that have come before the city. One of the major concerns is uh, once you create this this apparatus, you got to feed the beast, uh, and and you know you want that energy, but that means, uh, for instance, you know, there was a waste disposal uh, energy from waste program that was being proposed for down uh, by the Bayfront a, a few years ago. And, and they were quite candid about saying we're going to have to truck stuff in from other municipalities just to make sure that we keep feeding this. Now, I don't know what this proposal was like, but that's, that's always one of the concerns with any energy from waste program. Yeah, I think, and I think that's part of the advantage and part of the disadvantage of any waste or energy program is it, is it allows us to avoid looking at ourselves in the mirror. We don't have to consider what kind of uh, waste that we're producing as a society. We don't have to address our consumption. We can just simply say, well, it doesn't matter if I print this out on a piece of paper. I don't have to recycle it. I'm just going to use it for energy later. It doesn't matter how many um, bottles or you know cans I throw in the garbage. It's just going to, into energy later. It doesn't matter how our products are packaged or you know delivered or you know any of that waste generation side of the equation because it's all energy later. So I think from a fundamental standpoint, uh, you know, as a society, we produce waste and it's up to us to deal with how we want to uh, to deal with it. And like I said, the, these waste for energy programs, they, they sort of, um, they, re- they take away that part of the equation where we have to really reflect on our part of the equation, which is producing the waste in the first place. So it, it lessens, uh, I guess, the need for social responsibility then, because you figure, I can just throw it in there because it's only going to go in there anyway. Exactly. And and I think that's part of the appeal, right? As a consumer society, we, we don't want to have to look ourselves in the face and really, you know, answer those hard questions of ourselves. So what's the motion that passed? I know you, you were opposed to that, but what's council doing as, going forward on this? So the motion that passed is that the bid for the maintenance and the operation of our, of our materials recycling facility will be a two-year plus one plus one plus one contract, which essentially is still a five-year contract. But anyway, um, and then to also look at an expression of interest uh, to, to issue a RFI for alternative technology providers to submit um, proposals to the city for how they might deal with our blue box waste. So that's the motion that's on the table that'll be coming to council on uh, on Wednesday right now. All right, let's talk a little bit about Part B of that. Uh, when you're asking for RFIs, in other words, information about who else may be out there, uh, you're not looking exclusively from energy from waste proponents. You just say anybody else that wants to take over this program. What, what have you got? Is, is that essentially it? It's asking for alternative technologies, so whatever those alternative technologies might be. 
And let's let's put that in the context of what you just told us a few minutes ago. That there is, to a certain extent, a sense of urgency here because of the expiration and and the and the desire to to issue another contract here. So, are you going to have enough time to do a proper evaluation on who may come forward? Well, I don't think that we do. I think before that we go to some sort of RFI process like this, we need to really take a big picture master plan of our entire waste diversion strategy, because and and that's what we ended up doing with the uh, the biosolids plan. That was a master plan that there was a whole kind of preliminary evaluation of where we're generating waste, what we want to do with it. So before we go to an RFI to you know completely change our direction, we need that master plan information first as a first step. And you feel as if uh, this is being cobbled together? You don't think you've got enough time? Or, I, I don't just mean you individually, but I mean you as a council. Enough time to do proper evaluations, and, and if there is going to be a change in direction here, uh, to do the research as to what the ramifications might be. No, I, I certainly don't think that we have enough time with uh, what's on the table right now. Um, and that goes back to the, the problems with the process. But I'm pretty confident that when this comes to council, people have had a chance to really you know, review what's on the table. Um, I'm I'm hopeful that uh, we can maybe have a sober second thought there. So, and and that's going to be at the next council meeting. Uh, but you've you've got a, a concern about the process here. Uh, did staff have any input into this at all, John Paul? When after the these the people these proponents made their presentation, I mean, because one of the the process elements there that I, I think is so helpful to council is obviously is to have any proposal that's coming before that committee to be vetted by staff so they can give their opinions vis-a-vis the, the current city policies on these issues. I, my understanding is that uh, our public works staff did have some input into the crafting of the motion um, and did assist with that, but I'm, I'm not sure how much they really understood what the, the proposal was going to be as far as what the proponents were pitching. Um, so my understanding is that wasn't really reviewed in advance. All right. I tell you what, this is, it's, I know it's some confusion that, that, that probably is emanating from our discussion here right now, but this is very important uh, when we're talking about garbage and waste disposal and recycling. Uh, it's all something that, I mean, let's face it, some cities have not done a very good job of this. Uh, I mentioned at the beginning of our conversation that Hamilton's had some challenges over the years, too. So uh, I, I'm assuming the, your, your advice to your fellow councillors at this stage is, look, at tread, tread slowly here. Let's make sure that we're doing the right thing. Yeah, and that's it exactly. And, um, you know, the last thing that we want to do with our waste management strategy is to to jump to a completely different direction. You know, this is, again, in, in engineering, we're very conservative, and we always want to make sure that uh, we've fully analyzed anything, any change of direction that we're going to take. So in this case in particular, I think it definitely needs some uh, some further review and, you know, a clear direction. What, what is the outcome that we really want from this? Do we really want to go to a waste from energy? Do we want to go in that direction? Or, uh, you know, or are we committed to the Waste Free Ontario Act and the circular economy and, li- and eliminating waste, which is, in my opinion, um, you know, where we should be going as a society. John Paul Danko, I will see how your colleagues uh, react to this at the council meeting this week. Appreciate the time today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right. Take care. Uh, and, and like I say, there was some contentious uh, discussion about what was going to be happening here. Uh, very quickly, I want to uh, call on Jody Formosi, who is actually one of the people that was involved in the uh, the presentation 
uh, to the committee. Uh, Jody, I, I thank you for jumping on today on short notice. I know that uh, I want to give you a, a more uh, opportune time here to, to kind of fill in some of the gaps and maybe answer some of the questions that Councillor Danko talked about. But uh, maybe in the minute or so that we have left before we have to go to break, you could give us a quick overview on what some of the concerns Councillor Danko expressed here and how you were addressed those. Well, thank you very much, first of all, for this opportunity. And I want to make something very clear coming out of the gate. I'm speaking as Jody Formosi, the taxpayer. I'm not speaking on behalf of any company in any way, shape, or form. So I want to make that clear. Okay. As a taxpayer. And secondly, I think it's also very important to note uh, that the assumption that I hear in uh, Mr. Danko's social media responses and also uh, some other individuals, and in some tones that I'm hearing, the assumption is that I am somehow benefiting personally or financially from bringing forth this to council. And I can assure you, I have not, and I am not. So that's number one. Second, what I find very disturbing, quite frankly, as a Canadian, as a Hamilton taxpayer, as somebody who contributes to the city coffers, who actually contributes to the uh, salaries of my publicly elected officials, including Mr. Denko is that he is trying, along with a, a, a small group, to prevent my city from advancing or even having the opportunity to explore the option to advance. Well, and, that and that's, a, that's a fair point. That's a fair that point because it's been proposed here. I understand now. that. But listen, i got to ask yes. you, I, I, I say yes. our time is short today. I want to yes. give you an opportunity on the program tomorrow. But if you're not representing any company, what's your interest in this? I mean, why were you making that presentation? Why were you in front of that committee the other day? Because I am a Hamiltonian. I am through, uh, through knowledge that I gained. I found out about this technology. It has interested me greatly. I mean, Bill, the same question could be asked of me. Why did you fight to have all of these gold shops uh, shut down, Jody? Why did you put five years of your life into that? I was also not remunerated or benefited in any way. I wanted to see this betterment for my city. So does everybody who comes before city council and proposes something that they really truly believe in that's going to be helpful to our city uh, have to be asked, what's in it for you? So that, that, that's, that's upsetting. No, no, I didn't say what's in it for you. I said, why were you there representing this technology? I mean, it, it was it simply, uh, as you say, an interested taxpayer, or uh, are you in some way, shape, or form uh, uh, you know, attached to, to this company that's, uh, that's making this proposal? I am attached to the company through uh, personal family relations. Okay. As far as, uh, I shouldn't even say family relations, personal a personal relationship that I have uh, with some of the individuals involved. When I heard of uh, the technology, I got interested in it. And I said, please, let me help. This would be great for Hamilton. Okay. How can I help this to be a part of Hamilton? Okay. What we're going to do then is I want to give you a chance to, to explain what you explained to the committee the other day, too. So I'll have our producer, Liz, get a hold of you, and we'll set up a time for the program tomorrow and uh, give you an opportunity. Is that fair? Thank you very much. That is fair. All right. Thank you. Jody Formosi, and we'll hear more from her side of the story on the program tomorrow. Gets uh, curiouser and curiouser, doesn't it? The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.